perception of it is like it's almost addictive that yep, that yep. negative yep. self-talk it's like like it took me a week to fucking recognize that i was slipping into that that murky water what is going on mood lifters welcome to another episode of the mood lifters show in this week's call i sit down with grant and we talk a lot about mental health and mindset in this call along with macronutrients and counting calories and the whole shebang of like nutrition priorities pyramid that i created in the past that may benefit you if you want a deep conversation with tons of information listen to this one let's get it we are live what's going on guys welcome to another episode of the mood lifters i hope everyone's doing well today it's been a very intense week for both grant and i grant you want to start first or you want me to go first or Sure. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Like Tony said, it's been a really difficult week. Um, I will start off with saying that this past week has been like some of my favorite weather that you can find in like mm-hmm. Southern California with, you know, yeah. nice and cloudy and overcast and, and just, just, you know, gorgeous. And, you know, we've had some lightning and uh, thunderstorms for the past day or two. And, um, that's the one thing I really freaking hate about California and, and really anywhere you go is, you know, when it's, when you're getting out of the dry season <clears throat> and, you know, clouds start to accumulate and eventually they drop the payload, they drop a couple drops of water on the, on the road. And then all of a sudden everybody cumulatively forgets how to drive. <laughs> and like, I do, I swear to God. So like Wednesday, there was like a tiny little, little, like five minute rainstorm, you know, and I was driving back from, from El Monte. And normally that drive is like 40, 50 minute drive home, right? It should be 30 minutes without traffic. That day was an hour and a half. <laughs> That's in, you know, bro. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw a little strike of lightning and I just shook my head. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a really difficult week for me. I realized closer to like Friday that I was really like being difficult on myself and that I was having some really chaotic, what would you call that? Like, in interior monologue <laughs> that or i mean could you call it rumination like ruminating over things or is that i don't know if i would call it ruminating yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't, a lot I don't... of us like it because the thing is like the the self-talk that was going in my head wasn't authentic you know okay i kept dealing with or you know having these thoughts of like oh you don't deserve like accusations like you don't deserve to you know you don't deserve to have lost 100 130 pounds you don't deserve to have your job you don't deserve to you know be comfortable and safe in in where you're at as far as like living spaces go you don't deserve you know I'm, i'm talking to this really pretty girl right now you don't deserve to talk to this really pretty girl and stuff like that it's just like very very weird for me and closer to Friday, I finally like recognized it. And then I, I just kind of like, <clears throat> you know, like, at, like in the animes when they have like a really crazy fight and they like look back at the battlefield, I kind of did that for my week. You know, I look back and I was like, fuck, man, I've been eating like an animal. I've, you know, I've, I've been grumpy all fucking week. I didn't even think about it. Normally, like Fridays, when I'm at the branch and I'm supposed to be, you know, wrapping up the week and I normally I'll hang out and I'll just like, I'll shoot the shit with the drivers. But like this week I just walked out, like I got back, I changed out of my uniform and I just, I grabbed my shit and I left as soon as possible. I just, I, I finally recognized and I, I had to kind of sit down with myself and say like, you know what? No, that's bullshit. That's fucking, that's not the truth whatsoever. I, I super deserve to be safe and happy where I live right now. I super fucking deserve this job because I've worked hard for it. I super deserve to be down, you know, a hundred plus pounds, 120 something pounds. I deserve that because I've put in the work. I've, I've put in the diligence. I've busted my ass and that telling myself, like telling my brain, like this is just unacceptable self-talk. And that 
that was just kind of it was like just kind of recognizing and saying like once i once i recognized my bullshit i took the chance to kind of step back and be like okay what can we do to rectify this and that's just kind of what i've been thinking about like these past couple of days like what what is my next move as far as changing that that self-talk because i haven't been thinking like that for a really long time i haven't been thinking about being depressed and all that shit or or being weighed down by by life or truth be told i i think it might just be that my stress levels are really fucking high right now like even more so than they've already been because i'm starting to I'm starting to get to a point where it's like the driving school. I'm doing really good with the driving portion of it. I've kind of like figured it out. And now I'm coming into, you know, okay, we need to set a date. The date is super important because I, you know, my job expects me to to, to get this licensing. And if I fail it, I'm going to have, you know, it's just going to be more time that they're going to be out. And it's like, I don't really care about all that, but the stress of like having all eyes on me is compounding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that might be the biggest reason why I'm like, why I've been like, you don't deserve this. You, mm. you don't deserve to be in the limelight. And uh, yeah, man, I just had to really get angry with myself a little bit. <laughs> Dude, when you're saying the positive self-talk, like you're fighting back against that negative talk, I was getting goosebumps. I was getting fired up for you because I'm like, that's the game. That's how we do it. That's how we have to constantly do it. And it, for some people, it may take some time to get there, but it will get to a certain point where you have that, that turning point where you're fighting a back against those negative thoughts and you're there, bro. I love to see it, man. I love to see it fires me up so much. Yeah. I was thinking about that yesterday because that was, that's probably the best word for that was like rumination was like, that was something I definitely used to do was I would ruminate on it. Mm -hmm. I would just fucking wallow in that self-hate self-talk and just you know eat my feelings eat mm-hmm. eat the pain and and go from there it was really fucking weird man i just it's it's nice to like be able to recognize and say like you know no fuck you evil thoughts <laughs> yeah and and like actually actively fight against it because i know a lot of people you know just kind of take it as it is and it's hard, man. It is hard. It's fucking. You're you're your own worst enemy mm-hmm. in some of the darkest of times. It took a long time for me to to kind of grow that that personality to fight against it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it came with like I've never really been big on on worrying about what other people think of me. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of always been really good at. at just not giving a fuck as far as that goes but i know like a lot of people do worry about how others perceive or think about them and something my roommate had mentioned because like we made i made a comment about it last episode when chris was worried about exercising out and about and it was saying you know oh um people think about you a lot less than you think they think about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got their own fucking lives to worry yeah, about. So yeah, like, that's true. So it, it doesn't even behoove you to, to, to think about others thinking about you. So true, bro. So true. Yeah. Um, that was my fucking week, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what you were saying too, is like, for some people like me, I used to be like a super big people pleaser and I try my best to like, I, it's still there, but yeah. now I'm a little bit more hardheaded and like more of a disagreeable type of person for, for a, such a long time. It was so hard for me to basically create an identity for myself because I was listening to what other people would say about me. And I thought that was the truth, right? Yeah. Obviously you're going to get super depressed when people are like, you're shit, you're dumb, you're stupid, you're fat, you're never going to lose weight, you're never going to do this, you're never going to do that. Like, Then I started working out and then I believed it over time because my actions were showing the results. And when they would say that stuff, I was like, the hell are you talking about? I'm like, I'm already there. What you said before, it's like that changing the goalpost type of thing. Like, oh, you said I'll be fat forever. Now I'm skinny and now I'm trying to get buff. Now you're telling me I can't get buff, but I already lost the weight. So I'm going to get buff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and then like, 
for some people, that's the thing. That's the case for others. Not so much, but if somebody's dealing with that, it's like, you got to go out there and it's, to me, I look at it as move. You got to go out there and move and, and ba basically help you discover yourself and discover you're hearing these, like this negative self-talk that might not even be you. It might be freaking from your childhood, from the culture that you live in, from people around you and surroundings, just saying all this negative and pessimistic stuff and it could impact you. And that's how you think, you know, when you have that, that negative self-talk with you and it's, and the whole thing, like you said, it's like, it's not your voice. It's somebody yeah. else's voice entirely. And like, if you use that and you take that in as your voice, it's going to devastate you and it's going to consume you. And I feel like that's how depression is. It consumes you. It's not like depression is not your identity. It's like something that's, that's not you. And in the process of trying to get out of that, overcome that, you're trying to discover who you truly are or rediscover who you truly are in that process. So the terrifying thing about that, like in my perception of it is like it's almost addictive that yep, that's yep. negative yep. self-talk it's like like it took me a week to fucking recognize that i was slipping into that that murky water of you know darkness or whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. the 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 fact of the matter is like you know peristalsis the dose is the poison yep and yep. Yes, sir. A lot of people don't recognize that they can slip into that fucking that that mode or that that line of thinking and it becomes not a comfort but an addiction to it. It's like they mm -hmm. can't break away from it. They don't recognize it, they don't care about it. They they just let it be the way that it is and they let it they just let it compound because it the it's it's like a fucking cancer man it grows yeah it grows yes. inside you when you when you just when you ignore it and you just let it yeah, so do its fucking thing and in high school i was a really fucking angry kid i was dealing with you know child abuse at home the people that were telling you you know you were never going to lose the weight I was going home to that. I was going home mm -hmm. to these, to my parents saying that shit and just dealing with like a lot of frustration at home and going to school and just being angry at the world. And it took me a long time to kind of recognize that I was always angry. Like I would get sick from it. I would, I would get overly emotional about stuff. And I came up with this, you know, this concept of, realizing that everybody everybody has an emotion jar you know mm -hmm. and that jar is your jar everybody's jar is a different size everybody's jar looks a little different for each person but the thing is is that just like any jar it can only hold so much mm -hmm. you know you put emotions you put negative feelings you try and just you you stuff them away instead of dealing with them and then what happens when you're done with your jar? You put the lid back on, you put it on the shelf, you put it in your pantry, and you walk away from it. But the problem is you can only put so many things in that fucking jar until that lid's either not going to come off, you're going to go put the jar back on the shelf, and it's going to fall over, it's going to spill out everywhere. But a lot of people don't recognize that you don't have to you don't have to play with the jar. Mm -hmm. The jar is just like coping, you know, coping and just letting it happen. Whereas you can just recognize whatever that, that emotion is, or that thought is, you know, like me and say, like, recognize like, Oh, I don't deserve the job. I don't deserve, I don't deserve the, I don't deserve the money. I don't deserve the, the health. That was the craziest one for me was like, why the fuck would I think that I don't deserve to live a happy, healthy life? Yeah. And having to be like, you know what? Fuck you, brain. <laughs> you don't get to tell me that shit. And and saying, like, okay, you know what? Let's let's get moving again. Let's 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 fucking break this this caustics, this cancerous uh cycle mm -hmm. and and just go from there. But it's fucking it's it's just a cancer, man. Yeah. And it eats I say, a wedge. Yeah, that and then like I say it's very it can make us very nihilistic and even like it it's some sort of masochism in, in itself and it's like you know you know what i'm saying like 
some yeah. people allow yeah like you were saying like anxiety and depression some people will like it consumes them and i was always the type of person i understand the whole entire thing of like the need for validation like oh i'm dealing with all this shit like validate what i'm talking about my experience i think that's a very human thing but then i'm also in the the whole entire like future tense type of person and i'm this type of person because of how i grew up where it's like you're telling me you're experiencing all this stuff and you have some things that you're you're doing to help it to some extent, but you're still like, it's still making me feel like crap. What else can you do about it, right? There's a future sense aspect of it. What can you do? There's a few other things that you can do to add on top of that. Let's say, you're, for example, you're, you're doing therapy and let's say you take medication. That's fine. Let's say it's helping, but you want to get more and you want to maximize that help. You know, that basically the mental health improvements. I mean, you got physical activity, you got better eating, you got... You know, there's just assortment of things that you can do. It could be meditation. If, you know, meditation is not my thing, but it could be meditation for somebody. And adding those is more like you have that, I don't want to say passive, because not necessarily a passive approach where, you know, you're taking medication and you're going to therapy, but then you also have that proactive approach where you're like, all right, I'm going to go out and get that physical activity and it's going to help me lift my mood essentially. And mm. I, I've, I kind of resonate with this side a lot because that's what the path that I went on. And it's okay to, you know, vent your frustration and vent your experiences and be validated for that. That's, like I said, that's a human thing, but let's take it up a notch. Let's take it to the next level. Let's help, help you get the life that you deserve. Like I said, the depression is not your voice. It's, you know, a culmination of other negative self-talk. It could be even decades of people just shitting on you, right? And you're just yeah. bottling all that in. And yeah, man, like it's, your, uh, it's like your id. Yep. The id. <laughs> Fucking id, man. <laughs> it's heavy, yeah, man. It's heavy. It is. It is. And it's not, it's not a, there's no easy solution with it, man. It's different for everybody. Yeah. Chemical imbalances are a real bitch. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the most frustrating part about it. I, I, I would think for like, therapists and doctors is like not not everybody's just a cookie cut piece everyone's yeah. got everyone's got a different puzzle piece that they need to 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 make it a little bit better because it's like it's nothing's gonna fix you yeah nothing's gonna, nothing's yeah, yeah. gonna fix you nothing's gonna you know you're not gonna wake up tomorrow and be like dr manhattan and start floating around and being immortal and shit so <laughs> <laughs> just like the next glass and people oops oh shit <laughs> do it <laughs> uh nobody's uh nobody's gonna be perfect at the end of the day and it's like nobody should be expecting that and like a lot of people do you know yeah. a lot of people do expect perfection but that's it's not a reality we have to keep ourselves grounded in reality you know recognize like okay you know what grant you've been struggling these past couple of months your stress levels have been really fucking high stop being so hard on yourself um brain's fatigued your 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 body's fatigued it makes sense that you know i could potentially start feeling this way with the way my brain works mm -hmm. i fucking cortisol levels are kicking the teeth <laughs> yep you know tying this all in i mentioned david goggins a lot but one of the things he said in one of his uh talks i don't know which podcast it was but he was just like we're all fucked up like you know we all we all we amen all brother so amen <laughs> absolutely like, and it, i'm like i was like he's spitting though he's yeah. spitting we're all dealing with some shit you know and what we have to do is some we have to focus on some way to alleviate that sort of suffering that we're dealing with and it's essentially suffering and i think that you know it's it's one of those things where a lot of life is you know you you suffer and you go through something, you overcome some obstacles, you push through and make some progress. And at times we can get lost in that suffering and really trying to find what the suffering is worth, you know, some, some sort of suffering is worth working towards and making, that could be something that's like very purposeful. And that could be something that that's very meaningful and as simple as, you know, taking care of your kids. It's simple as, you know, getting some physical activity and just trying to get stronger than the gym, you know, becoming a power lifter, you know, competing in a competition, or, you know, looking like a bodybuilder and just getting super fit. Like there's trying to find the meaning in that suffering is it's a, it's a very hard answer, but it's, you, it's a deep uh, answer too, you know? 
you telling me to microdose? <laughs> what kind of what kind of microdose are we talking? Microdose, microdose the stress. <laughs> yeah. Microdose the strain. Paracelsus, <laughs> you get those positive adaptations in return. You yeah. know, you get you you work out, you get buffer. Yeah, it's painful, but you get the gains. You get mental gains too. So stronger and stronger every day. Hell yeah. This is some deep talk, bro. hundred <laughs> percent. I we're, love it. Dude. We're, we're pedaling the metal, man. We're, we're, we're just I love it. taking off. You, you no. see, this is what happens when Chris doesn't come in today. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. Chris, Chris. Well, Chris, Chris is moving right now. He's, he's, uh, he's pre- preparing for his move back to Ohio from Hawaii. And uh, that's a big move. It's a big move. That's a, what is that? That's like a six hour time difference too. So he's going to be. <laughs> Holy shit. I couldn't <laughs> even imagine that. Dude, this guy would wake up at, at the other job. He would wake up at like 4 a.m. Just grind mode in our calls. And it's like, uh, it's like seven over here for my calls, which yeah. I, I'm an early guy. So like I wake up at like 5 a.m. But Chris is like 4 a.m. is not me. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be good for him to be now on these calls at 10 a.m. His time. So he's going to yeah. be like well rested and energized and. He can get all the chaotic, you know, like he, for Hawaii, he had to kind of stop in between to try to get his workouts in. But when he's over there, he'll be able to get his workouts done early if he wants to or at night. And he, feel, right. and he feels like he's going to have a lot more time. To, it's going to be easier for him to manage his time in that way. So I'm, yeah. I'm pretty excited for him. So, dude, I'm, I'm fucking I'm pumped for him. I'm, I'm so happy that he's going to be closer to home. He's going to have more options. And, um, you know, I think. I don't think Hawaii should be its own state anymore, man. <laughs> but we're not gonna we're not gonna get into that. But Damn, um, yeah. you know, is Pluto it, a planet? No, <laughs> uh, Pluto is absolutely a planet. I grew up with Pluto being a planet. It's always going to be a planet. It's not one. What do they call it now? An exoplanet or something like that, or a fucking some kind of moon or Bro. some shit. I don't know. Some uh, stupid. Yeah. Shit. I don't know. It's it's always changing every day. Pluto <laughs> is a planet. All right, got nine of them. Um. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm I'm super hyped for him. I I I'm really hoping that you know I can't imagine like the stress he must be going through right now, like keeping on top of his work and on top of you know having to deal with the move and then yeah. also having to you know live his life. Be you know he's got to feed himself. He's got to he's got to do the exercise. He's got to he's got a lot on his plate right now. And I'm pumped to hear like what he has to say when he comes back on in three weeks from now yeah and and seeing you know what what happened how it went if everything went smoothly because let's be honest chances are in an ideal (laughs) world everything would go perfect nothing ever does yeah you just have to kind of expect that fucking something's gonna happen one way or another i just you know at the end of the day all i care about is that he and his dogs and his and his sister make it out make it back out there safe and sound at the end of the day, any of the furniture and the, the stuff that might that could possibly get lost in transit or damaged, it's just stuff. We've talked yeah. about that before. It's just yeah. stuff. New stuff can be acquired. And yes, sir. Um, yeah, I'm just from fingers crossed. I'm praying for him. I have him in my thoughts. And I can't wait to hear from him in three weeks. But uh, Chris, we miss you, brother. Should have been here. <laughs> yeah, Chris, what the hell? <laughs> After all that talk is like, Chris, you should have came. That was the one you had one job. No. We're kidding. We're kidding. We're kidding. All right, man. Well, that was all I had to say about my week. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I could talk about I could talk about mine briefly. Um yeah, it, please. You know, it's uh, I turned 30 yesterday, so oh, I'm 30, 30, <laughs> 30, 30. Hey man, don't you worry. I'm right around the corner. Yeah. yeah December. We're getting ready, bro. Two was, more months. You know, I was hoping, or I, I shouldn't say hope because that's a terrible thing to say, but people are like, oh yeah. You know, when I was younger, I, I mentioned this before, like, oh, when you're 30, it all goes. And Chris said it, he, like, it all goes downhill mm. from here. I was gonna. I thought I was gonna wake up and be like, "Oh, oh <laughs> my sciatica! <laughs> oh, good! Oh, dear but Jesus!" <laughs> but I didn't feel that. I was good. I was like, "All right, all right." This week has been very sluggish for me. I don't know if it's because I was, you know, not eating enough. It probably could have been. I just felt off. Like yesterday, I was feeling like I had a good time, you know, having dinner and stuff like that. But 
yeah. I just felt off like and you know what it is like you have that that I don't know if it's just the number itself of me turning 30 where it's like oh what's this phase gonna be how is this phase is gonna be and I should be I should have been a lot more optimistic in that regard because I'm I'm actually kind of excited to be you know getting in this level because they they say this is like peak manhood like you're you're gonna start you know becoming and transforming and this is our time like this is my glow up apparently and um what vehicle are you gonna be I don't know, man. It's a good question. Oh, like a Hummer. <laughs> you imagine just like start transforming right in here. Like, oh shit! <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude. This is like, new. <laughs> one one thing I'm I'm super pumped about, or it's gonna be bad for martial arts, but they usually say like in your 30s and onwards, your joints start to stiffen up, and the mm. benefits of that is like the dad strength comes in, where you're just like benching like three plates, like no problem. <laughs> You see those dads that come in and they just have the big, you know, bullet chests and the big arms and they're just like benching 315 for reps. They're like, where is he getting all that strength from? It's from the joints, the joint yeah. stiffening. So we'll see if it actually works for me. If not, I hope I don't snap anything. <laughs> hey, man. Knock on wood, right? Fucking yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I got it right here. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the, the, the 30 years old thing, I've, I've never really thought much about it i'm not really much for celebrating my birthday just because it's so close to christmas so i was always more interested in just enjoying the holiday season rather than like oh my god i'm i'm turning i'm turning 13 guys but then you know (laughs) that was that was the other on the flip side of that coin i would get cucked a lot on like celebration and stuff because like People would come over and be like, oh, we won't see you for Christmas, but here's your here's your birthday and your Christmas gift. And, you know, it would let people, you know, kind of stiff you a little bit. So, like, they toss you <laughs> they toss you a 20 and be like, oh, that's your that's your birthday and your Christmas gift. OK, I'm like, it's a one. Thank two. you. I appreciate Ten dollars each. Thanks. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'm like, Man, I feel like if I had been born in like June, I'd probably get forty dollars. <laughs> but it's it's not here or nor there but yeah i was never really big on celebrating my birthday so you know probably just go out with my roommates or i don't know we'll see we'll see yeah for sure keep it open keep it open but i don't i've never really worried about like age or the number i start like okay yeah it's just uh when people ask me i just know to say 30 instead of 29 the big three zero it's kind of similar to like you know when you go to write a check after the new year and you, you still write fucking 21. You're like, fuck, it's 22. Shit. <laughs> you have to scratch it out and write it in new. And it's like, it, you just, yeah. you don't even think about I it, man. Yeah, yeah. It just becomes like a new thing that you have to teach yourself to remember every single year. And yeah. You know, I'll oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, no. That's, that was all I had to say on that. All right. For sure. Since I was born and raised, I'm 100% Albanian. Born and raised. Our culture yeah. is like. Did you say ill? Oh, what? <laughs> I was gonna be like, damn, bro. We're gonna do, we're gonna be Balkan slander. I talk about this a lot with my buddies on Discord sometimes. Like the Balkan slander. It's the greatest thing ever. It's so funny. But anyway, <laughs> they're like uh they're like on me now. They're like, now you're 30, you gotta get married. I'm like, bro, chill. Like I I gotta get my shit together first before I get married, and I'm probably gonna get married late. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I like it's it, that's a whole that's a whole process in it in its own. But All right. uh <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, let me chill, please. Like I'm, I'm getting, I'm doing everything I possibly can so far, you know, with all the stuff that's going on, I got the business, I got my job, I got this, you know, you, we all got 500 things that we have to deal with. And it's like, when you have that tension, it's like, bro, chill. Like I'm, I'm doing it. And then yeah. like, like my old school uncles are like involved and they're like, I'm going to find you a wife. I'm like, please don't bro. That's so <laughs> That's just Albanian culture, man. It is. It is. <laughs> it's very entertaining, though. It's funny, but it's also kind of like, I don't think people like that's how people have conversations, you know, yeah, like, if gonna... I want to have a conversation, I'm going to go talk to the person rather than you being the middleman. I'm five feet away. Listen, listen, <laughs> single. he's single. Like, Come on, dude. And that's probably why I'm kind of like feeling odd about 30. That mainly from what I'm thinking about. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> You want to talk about macros? Yes, please. Absolutely. Right, so, Lighten I'm it up a little to, bit. 
it's california cold here because it's like 60 degrees right this is california cold for us i'm sure people watching this right now i know it's incredible i love it i'm wearing this little tank thing so if like this get this conversation gets very steamy and my uh nipples start popping out i'm sorry (laughs) 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 i don't know if that's like uh, that's r-rated i don't know yeah just because we're talking about macro (laughs) Yeah, I, oh man, it fires me up. No, <laughs> um, what I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna do first though, is I'm gonna share my screen. Uh, I have this. Uh, let's see where the right browser is. Let me move it. So I'm gonna show you this thing I created. It's very simple. Um, this is like a low income graphic I created like a year or so ago. But this is what I call like the nutritional priorities pyramid, and it's basically based on the priority of importance. So you'll see here like adherence, lifestyle choices is the most important thing. If adherence falters, everything else falls apart. Calories, we talk about calories, you know, you hear the whole calories in versus calories out, but we'll explain that further um, instead of that being that simple, you know. My most hated phrase, man. (laughs) But that will also, that will also include the macronutrients. Then it will go up to micronutrients where the vitamins, minerals, et cetera. And then a nutrient timing is like the number of meals, when you should eat your meals, things like that. And then finally supplementation. And we'll break it down to kind of simplify it. The mo- most of the meat is going to come from the adherence and calories, um, just because there's so much to talk about there. So that's why I just wanted to add a graphic so it can kind of get that visual, because I think it's so important. And number one, like I said, is, is adherence. The best diet is the one that works best for you. Mm-hmm. If your diet, let's say, for example, the macronutrients are bad. Let's say you're having too low protein, you know, not enough carbs or things like that. Your program might falter. You might end up, you know, overeating because you're just restricting yourself from calories. Or it could be like if you're calorie counting, for example, your calories are too low, you will end up, you know, eventually giving into your diet because it's not sustainable. Even micronutrients too. If you're not getting the right amount of vitamins and minerals in, your diet will suffer right? You're not going to be able to recover as properly. You might get sick more frequently and things like that. So the adherence portion of it kind of carries everything, you know? So it's the foundation. Um, Ultimately, this all comes down to what we talk about most of the time is like consistent habits, you know, working towards building your best diet. You know, if you eat a lot of junk food throughout the day, you start taking some meals of the junk food meals out and you start incorporating more whole food meals or you can portion it where it's like, let's say, for example, you end up eating an entire pizza, you can cut that pizza in half, and then add some, you know, fruits and vegetables to it to add some little healthiness to it, and then branch out over time, and just make adjustments like that. Yeah, you have a you have something you want to say about that? Because I don't know if you're like disgusted about it. About me saying no, no, I, I was thinking pizza sounds really good right now. Uh, I know, I, have, I haven't I haven't eaten yet today. So oh, like, for sure, sure. I only woke up like an hour and a half ago. But um, the like for me, like with pizza, because like who the fuck doesn't love pizza? Like, yeah, I know. For me, when it's I first fast. was right, when I was first starting the, the the journey, I found like you know cauliflower pizzas, and these cauliflower pizzas were you know still sizable. And I transitioned from you know going to Pizza Hut and getting a fuck getting a large pizza, and I just started buying these cauliflower pizzas, and they taste they're a thin and crispy pizza. They taste just exactly the same as a normal thin and crispy and it's delicious put a little bit of barbecue sauce or a little bit of ranch on it and it's fantastic it's a lovely little treat and i don't feel guilty for eating a whole disc Mm -hmm. because it's like 600 calories 700 calories i'm like okay all right and then even if if i want a little bit more substance i'll be like okay i'm gonna cook up some broccoli have it on the side and Mm -hmm. or have a salad and it's it's fucking it's a premium meal my mouth is salivating so much right <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's that whole thing too is like you know you, you build these positive habits over time and you make these adjustments over time and that's like what adherence is about if you could figure out that process and you could find you know hey this works best for me um i you know this is the type of diet i prefer let's say for example somebody is good at intermittent fasting it works well for them they can try uh, something like that out that's their <laughs> that's their systematic approach to it i like how grant's like god <laughs> I don't, I, do. yeah. I don't know how people do it. But like, yeah, it's stuff like that. You find a system that works best for you. I think the most important thing is just figuring out, you know, understanding what fruits and vegetables are, understanding what the lean proteins are, understanding what healthy fats are, understanding what complex carbohydrates, simple carbohydrates, things like that. We'll go into that a little bit for later on. But that's ultimately like adherence, just finding what works best for you, even if it's working towards it. Hmm. And then what we can do further 
is get into the calories and macronutrients. And now Grant has beef with this. And I understand why it's the calories in versus calories out. <laughs> when somebody's telling you, you know, calories, calories are all that matters. There is some truth to that, right? Law of thermodynamics says energy is not, I think it's the second law. Energy is not created or destroyed. It's transferred. That's basically the process of consuming calories, expending it. You're going through that process, right? If you, if you eat more than you burn, you eventually store it as water, muscle, and fat. If you eat less than you burn, or essentially in calories, if you eat less than you burn, you're basically going to pull from water, muscle, and fat. And that's just how it, how it goes. But the thing about that is you still got to understand, you know, macronutrients. You got to understand the proteins, carbs, and fats, because if you just say I'm counting calories, and let's say you live in intense, you're weightlifting, you're like, all I do is count calories. You might not get enough protein in. You might find that you're not, you're going to be constantly fatigued. You're going to wake up sore and you're going to be sore for like six days because you're not getting enough protein in. You're not getting enough carbohydrates in. Yeah. You know, stuff like that, because, and I'll be honest with you, I've tried these like individually. So I've tried calorie counting. I've tried macronutrient tracking and the problem with these two, and I'm, I'm going to shit on both because if I just track calories and I'm not getting enough protein in, I, like I said, I, you wake up sore and you're like, uh, and you're trying to work out on another day. You're trying to lift these weights and you're like, why am I getting weaker? You know, you're, you're in a calorie deficit. You're burning all this calorie, these calories. You might not be getting enough calories for you to recover properly while you're in this weight loss process. And the, ultimately the whole thing surrounding that is like, the, your goal with losing weight is to eat as much as you can while still losing weight, not to just restrict everything, right? Not to obliterate, oh, I'm going to go on this 2000 calorie diet when you have a couple hundred pounds to lose. That's not sustainable. You might need, you might actually need to eat 3000, 4000 to lose weight. You might actually eat, need to eat 3,500, you know, maybe you could probably get to 2000, but that's in my opinion, for most people that wouldn't be sustainable for you to go balls to the wall right away with somebody that's trying to lose a few hundred pounds. You can go on a calorie calculator and things like that to find calories, but it's not accurate for most, most people that have a lot of weight to lose. And if you just, you know, your calorie thing comes up and it's like, oh, you just eat 3000 calories and you try that and you're like, dude, I'm not, I'm not recovering properly. I feel like shit still. I feel sluggish. I feel sleepy all the time. You might actually need more for you to lose weight. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Eating more while losing weight. That's a great thing to have. That's a great problem to have. Yeah. And uh, even that applies to macronutrients as well. You know, I follow this thing called if it fits your macros and it's just basically macro tracking, only macro tracking. Now, the problem with that is some people are like, okay, as long as I get protein powder in and I eat whatever the hell I want and, and hit my macros, I'm going to see the results I want to see. But then you got to take into the consideration, you know, what about your fiber? What about your vitamins? What about your minerals? If you're just constantly neglecting that, you're not going to recover as properly and your diet's going to be shit. You might feel like, you might feel like the macro, you know, tracking is not that's, working for you and you're getting weaker. You, that's when you just throw the whole GNC at your kitchen <laughs> supplementation, supplementation. Yeah, just like, yeah, you're, you're like popping, you know, supplements and stuff. And that's supplements is like the last line. That's like the last thing that should be on your mind. And like, even that is tricky and it's un, unsustainable. And, you know, with that, if you're going through this priorities pyramid, I, I do say it's good to find some sort of like, ballpark or sweet spot for your calories. If you have to do, you have to do a calorie calculator to track that. And this is, a, this might sound contradictory to what I just previously said, but let's say, for example, you're curious about how many calories you need and you use you use some sort of calorie tracker online. It tells you this many calories. You can go above that and test it and see for like two weeks, what's happening to my body. Am I losing weight? Am I, you know, do I feel energized? Am I still able to sleep properly? Am I getting ravenously hungry? Like these are all things that we should look at when we're in this process of losing weight. And if we're mm -hmm. just tracking calories, it, that's a good, you know, starting point, but to adjust and see based on how we feel. So let's say, for example, you know, they say your calorie tracker says 3000 calories and you're, you do that and you're not sleeping well, you're not recovering well, things like that. You might need to up it to 3,500. And then assess from there. And then if you're losing weight, okay, that's a good ballpark to have. Now we can dive in deeper with the macros and all that stuff. But I say like calories is like you have adherence and then the calories. And even if you're not directly calorie tracking and you're just macronutrient tracking, you're technically still tracking calories to an extent because each gram of the macros, proteins, carbs, and fats contains calories. And I'll go into that in more detail as well. 
but yeah those those two levels kind of just bleed into themselves in an ideal in an ideal world pretty much yeah exactly in an ideal world it all blends together but you know ultimately nutrition is complex but as long as we can kind of simplify it to an extent and make adjustments they keep that flexibility piece i think that uh it'd be easier to adhere to and understand and understanding that when you see that calorie number oh three thousand calories that's not like a rigid thing right you might, you know, on some days you might eat a lot more. Some days you might eat a lot less. Some days, you know, like I was telling you, you might not recover properly. You might need to eat more and like eat more on some days and then eat less on other days to see the progress. And it's very complex. But once you, you test it out and you're assessing every couple of weeks, you start to find that sweet spot, right? Where you start to see the magic happening and you're like, oh, I feel like I can sustain this. I feel like I'm recovering properly. I'm sleeping well, but I'm still losing weight. That's an awesome thing to have. And once you find that, like you just constantly just try, you just assess through time and then you'll find a spot where you lose all this weight and you just have this sweet spot of where you maintaining and you're like, okay, my macros are like right around here. My calories are right around here. And you could just stick with that every single day and you'll be chilling. Right. Yeah. So yeah, going through that process, like you have your, your calories and then the next step we go into macronutrients and now with the macronutrients, you have your proteins, carbs, and fats guys. I'm going to try to simplify it for you because this is where it gets, you know, the macronutrients, like you could talk about this stuff all day. It can be very confusing to some, but I'm going to simplify each and every macronutrient for you guys. So with macronutrients, macronutrients are essentially the large nutrients, fats, carbs, and proteins, right? The foods that you eat consist of all these and going into this macros contain the calories, like I mentioned. So one gram of protein equates to around maybe three to four calories. There's this thermogenic effect of protein that burns a little bit more, but you could say on average, it's about four calories per gram of protein. Then you have carbohydrates. One gram of carbohydrates is four calories as well. Then you have fats. Fats are the most energy dense. So one gram of fats equals nine calories. And going into that, if you, like I said, if you macro track, you're essentially tracking your calories. What you can do is, and I'll show you guys something that you could use. It's similar to a calorie tracker. And like, I was just bashing on if it fits your macros, but they have a great calculator that you can use for free. You can also find another macro calculator online. But yeah, if it fits your macros, basically you go through this and I kind of filled it out. I'm a dude, 30 years old, period, I'm 5'10", I'm a short guy. Um, And it's not really short, guys, if you feel bad about it, it's okay. If you're 5'10", I I love you. No shame. (laughs) <laughs> no shame, no shame. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, all right, 186. I'm probably around 185, goal weight, blah, blah, blah. Body fat, I don't know. I think it's around 12%, I'm assuming. But yeah, it's an active lifestyle, weightlifting frequency, cardio. Like I, I work out like crazy. My calories and macronutrients are going to probably be high because of this calculator. And then you just go through this process. They're going to ask you for your email. You can, if you want. If you want to go through this calculator, they'll send you the information or you can use another calculator. But there are a lot of calculators online you can use. I think this one's the most convenient for macro tracking. And like I said, when you're tracking macros, you're essentially covering the, the calories as well. So if you, use, if you want to use macros instead as a starting point, you can. Now, going into this, one thing is some people might not want to track calories or might not want to track macros. What I say in that regard is portion control methods. You can use your hands, right? You have one palm is protein, cupped handful is carbs, thumb is fats. And then a fist is like fruits and veggies. They're still technically carbohydrates. I like how Grant's doing the hand gestures. (laughs) He's like, yes, the fist. (laughs) But essentially when you're doing that, like one palm, this is one serving of protein. If it's a lean protein, like chicken, steak, whatever, what you're going to find is it's around based on your palm size is around 20 to 30 grams of protein. Obviously, if you're going, let's say you have some beans or something like that as your source of protein instead, it's going to be a little bit less than that in serving size because it's not as protein dense as chicken would be or any type of beef would be and even fish, right? But if you track it like that, I say about on average, one to two servings of that per meal is a good ballpark. If you're a little bit bigger, you can do like two to three, three to four. Just You just assess it from there. You just test it out and see what works best for you. And then, like I said, Cupped handfuls, carbohydrates, that could be around, I want to say 20 to 35 grams of carbs. And that could be your potatoes, rice, things like that. And then you have the fat, one thumb serving of fats. Now, this is the most energy dense, so it varies a lot. If you're having almonds, it could be, I don't know, it could be probably around 
nine grams of fat. But if you're having things like peanut butter and stuff, it can go up to 20 plus. It just depends because it is energy dense. You want to go light with it. I usually say about one to two servings per meal. And the same goes with carbs too. You can do that. And then with your veggies too, about one to two servings per meal, you can include a fruit every once in a while, things like that. And if you do, if you focus on those whole foods, you're also going to cover the gaps of micronutrients, your vitamins, your minerals, your fiber. You know, you've probably heard the saying of like five a day back in the day in the nineties, right? Five a day, that song, that's like a good average spot to get the right amount of basically fruits and veggies in to get your fiber, to get your vitamins, to get your minerals. And in doing that, one good thing you should do in that regard is to have like a, a plethora of just a diverse amount of fruits and vegetables. You know, you have your broccoli, broccoli, asparagus, you know, apples, bananas, you know, whatever you like, watermelon. I don't know. Okay. All, just, right, all right. Come back. <laughs> but like, yeah, that, that will also cover the micronutrient, you know, stuff in there. And I, if you guys want me to explain this further on like another video and things like that, I can, I know this, I'm throwing a ton at you right now and we're trying to simplify it as best as possible, but I'm sure there's going to be some pretty good questions out there. But if you focus on that, where you have, you basically have your portion control methods and things like that, you can assess from there and be like, okay, is this working for me? Am I losing weight? Great. I'm going to keep going with the same amount of food I'm eating. And then let's say after a couple of weeks, it starts to slow down. What you can do is, okay, you know what? I'm going to take a half of, of a carb serving out of one of the meals and then assess. Oh, I'm losing weight. I'm going to keep it. You know, I'm going to keep doing it. And then let's say, for example, you start to slow down again. All right, I'm going to take another one. Losing weight. Okay, it's working. When you do it like that, it's it's a game of patience. It really is. Like weight loss is a game of patience because you might not think that it's, you might think it's not working, but it's not, to you, it's not working, but your body, your body's responding to it and your body will take weeks to respond to it. But yeah. so give yourself time when you make these adjustments to see how you're feeling. Are you still, you know, working out? Are you still like energized to work out? Are you sluggish? Are you not sleeping well? Like you make adjustments based off of that. If you feel like, you know, your stress levels are a lot higher, you might need more food for this day and maybe the next, and then you can get back on track and you just keep making those adjustments and getting creative with it. So don't be hard on yourself. If you're like super stressed out, you're not sleeping well. You're like, I'm trying this diet. It's not working you might want to bring back a little bit more calories for the time being until you get comfortable with it and then go about and repeat that process. And it's just like, it's a constant ongoing thing. But once you get that groove, that's where the magic happens. And essentially, you know, in this regard, we've covered the, the calories, macronutrients, micronutrients, and a little bit of meal adjustments. You can also include the next step where it's like meal timing and things like that. This will include number of meals per day you should have. I usually say on average around four to six meals per day. That's a good ballpark for adherence purposes. Some people might find it easier to stick with less. That's okay. Some people might need more. That's okay. As long as it doesn't stress you out. I get stressed at six meals a day. I prefer four meals a day. So I keep it like that. My four meals a day do vary from time to time. So what I'll do is like, I'll have two light meals and then I'll have two big meals. My big mm -hmm. meals come at lunch and dinner. I find it easy for me to stick to my diet this way. If I don't, I start to notice how my diet suffers in that I feel sometimes if I'm not doing this, I get ravenously hungry at night. And it's like one of those where I have these very bad cravings of like junk food and stuff. And if it's in the house, I'll give into it. But in following this process now, I don't have any problem with that. And it's, it's different for everybody. So making that adjustments and seeing what works best for you is what I recommend. Now, you got to also understand too, if you want to enhance performance when it comes to weight loss, for example, this is going to sound like for some people, this won't matter right now, but it may down the line. But if you're looking to enhance performance in the gym, let's say, for example, you start getting into powerlifting, but you're still trying to lose weight. It's important to have like some sort of pre-workout meal that contains like a well-rounded, you know, proteins and carbs and keep the fats low. The reason why I say keep the fats low is it allows the carbs to be used as a form of energy a lot quicker. When you combine it with fats, it slows it down that process. So if you have like a high protein and high carb meal as a pre-workout, I, I would recommend that. And it could be like an hour to two hours before your workout session. Afterwards, you can have protein and carbs as well, you know, to replenish glycogen and all that stuff and just going about that process as well. And if you just maximize the pre and post or surround your workouts within the pre and post workout, um, you should be in a good spot. Now for these meals, you can go crazy. Or you can go, you know, have a light, you know, protein and carbs. You can just make, mix a shake with some fruits or something like that. And uh, if you do that, 
it might be easier for you just like after an hour of digesting it, going to the gym and working out, it might be easier for you rather than eating like a voluminous meal and then just puking in the bathroom afterwards. If you're trying to do like squats and deadlifts. So watch the meals during those times. <laughs> so like, yeah, be careful with that. Or even bathroom breaks. I've had a tough time before where I was like, I'm not getting enough food in. And I'm like, dude, I need to get my meal in. And my stupid ass goes, all right, I'm going to get a thousand calorie meal in before my workout session. And then it's like, it, it involves hot sauce and things like that. that that's a terrible time if you're squatting and stuff. You're like, dude, I'm going I'm to crap myself, dude. Yeah. So like, be cognizant of that as well. Uh, if you follow that, you know, uh, number of meals, the meal timing, you can optimize meal timing down the line. It's not as important as everything else underneath. And then lastly, supplements. And guys, when I say supplements, supplements are more so to fill in the gaps of any type of like performance things that you're not getting in. Let's say, for example, you know, even if you're getting enough food in your body, let's say it's like a medical thing where you're not able to get enough iron in. Let's say you're eating a lot of iron, but your body's not absorbing it properly. And like, you need to take vitamins for that. That's okay. That's to fill in the gaps of any deficiencies you have in your diet. And sometimes we might not get enough fruits and vegetables in our diet for some days. That's when it's like, okay, to use like a multivitamin, you can use a greens powder. And if you want to incorporate that in addition to what you're eating, that's great. Like do your thing. It just depends on, you know, how much disposable income you have. And with, with supplements, like I said, they fill in the gaps. There are some supplements, like what I call lifestyle supplements are the multivitamins, the greens, fish oil. I think it's important to get fish oil. So that's like, in my opinion, that's like the number one recommendation I would give you. And this is from somebody who has supplements, you know, where pre-workout and sleep supplement, selfless plug there, but. I think the most important are the lifestyle ones where it's like the vitamins, minerals, fish oils, and things like that. Then you can go into the performance stuff or the lifestyle stuff. So performance could be like pre-workouts. You can consider whey protein, a performance one as well, creatine, just things like that. That's good for exercise performance. That's good for recovery. And then you also have like lifestyle where it's like, these are for you, right? These are things that you like to take. Like, let's say, for example, I have my sleep supplement here. That's like a lifestyle supplement. It's like, you know, I'm going to have a day where oh man, you know, tomorrow morning, I got to wake up early. I'm going to take a sleep supplement to help a little bit with that. Right. Or, oh yeah, I got to get ahead of this big day that I got tomorrow. I want to be able to be energized and refresh that sleep supplement comes in. And that's more of a, like a lifestyle thing. And that's like, ultimately supplements are optional, but the lifestyle ones are the most important performance are second, most important. And then the, I'm sorry, the foundational stuff, like the vitamins and minerals are the most important performance is the second most important lifestyle is the least most important, least most important. But uh, if you just follow that with supplements, you should be in a good spot as well. Yeah. Now with that, I know that I kind of ran through this. If you, do you have any questions about anything, Grant? No, I, I, I think you did a great job. Something I kind of thought about while we were talking about figuring out what works for you is like, you know, you just have to ask yourself questions as you go along is like, you know, am I sated? Am I exhausted? Am I, you know, do I have headaches? Am I? There's a plethora of questions that you can really ask yourself. And you think some of them pop up when it's like, you know, when I first started was like, how am I feeling? Yeah. <laughs> am I, am I grumpy? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not eating, I'm not going to fucking Carl's Jr. and having a burger. And, <laughs> uh, and luckily, you know, the stuff that I, I transitioned over to, I was sated. I was, you know, I, I, wasn't grumpy I didn't have to you know but I was eating like something I was having something every two to three hours so like I was always something in the engine and always something cooking in my gut just it worked for me man it worked for me but it's like it's experimentation for each individual person mm -hmm. um, and we can recommend or, or suggest you know steps that you could take to address those transitional changes that you might want to implement um, but it's entirely up to the individual if they want to make that change, if they want to make the attempt and recognizing, you know, there's, there's possibilities for, for error. There's possibilities for, to make great success, but that's kind of the reward of it. You know, mm -hmm. it's not like you're, you're not rolling the dice when you get to be like as big as I was, I was rolling the dice every day with my life. And now I'm just rolling the dice on how I'm feeling with when I like when I go to somewhere new and I give it a shot. Like um, on Friday, I went to this this interesting like Mexican restaurant called Mexicanas in Long Beach, 
and uh, had a really tasty, tasty plate of steak and chicken and fried rice. And it was so fucking good, Tony. Oh, my God. Oh, man. But when I was going to walk out, I saw that they had flan. Mm. Delicious, delicious Hispanic custardy treat. And like, I love fucking flan. You know, it's that's one of like the things that I judge of like Mexican restaurants on is like, how was their flan? <laughs> um, and this place had mango flavored flan. And I was like, Ooh. okay, I'm going to have to try that. <laughs> but I was worried like when I went to go eat it, because like now that I've uh, now that I've cut a lot of sugar out of my diet, I have like a sensitivity to it. Mm-hmm. And so if I have like more than, you know, 30 grams of sugar in a sitting, I start to get sick. And I was like, oh, I, I'm looking at the, the little cup that they gave me. I'm like, this doesn't have how much sugar it has on it. All right, let's roll the dice. And luckily I didn't end up getting sick from it, but it was really tasty. And it was, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I'd never tried anything like that. Um, but it was, it was a fucking huge meal, man. Oh my God. So much food. I bet. I, my stomach is fucking screaming right now, talking about it. <laughs> Say more. I want that now. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 experimentation. It's you know, it's figuring out what works for you. And you know, at the end of the day, there's always something we could change to do a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna point their, their finger at you and be like, you can do better, you should do better. It's entirely your choice, it's your life. We encourage people to to exercise to improve their mental health. The everything we talk about is you know our our trials and tribulations and hoping that it encourages folk who are who might be suffering from similar things. To make that change, to say, you know what, I I'm in that same vein. I wanna I wanna take the leap. <laughs> and you know, we we here at the Mood Lifters, we encourage, we want to we want to encourage people. We want to see those people who are who are reaching out and be like, you know, Grant and Tony and Chris, I'm struggling with this. Like, what would you suggest I try to to try and counteract whatever the problem is? And, at the end of the day, I trust Tony a hell of a lot more with the stuff. <laughs> hey, you guys are gonna learn. You guys are gonna learn a lot along the way that I I don't even think about. And you guys have asked some pretty damn good questions to to me. And I'm I kind of it's like a blast from the past sometimes where I'm like, holy shit, this is the same issue that I struggled with when I started my journey, and I completely mm. forgot about it. So you guys ask some great questions, and you guys have some great insights as well. But you know, ultimately, we're all gonna learn together. And like exactly what you said is like having people come up to us and asking these questions, it's going to be individual and different to everybody. But if you just tell me your circumstances, let's say, for example, you're like, oh, I work out three times a week. You know, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that. It's like, we can provide you with some sort of solution that may help you on your journey. You may even find that when implementing the solution, you're like, oh, I have a better solution after, you know, analyzing this. I have a newfound way of doing it. Let us know because that'll allow us to provide more value to the group itself. And, if you could just constantly do this, we'll provide this like incredible experience and just, you know, I guess you could say a font of knowledge in this like jam packed on the internet, you know? Mm. And like, that's, yeah, that's, that's it entirely. It's like this whole, I think you, people will find the most value asking questions, you know, instead of us just being like, all right, here's, I can give you like all types of scientific research and stuff that says, Oh, this, this works, you know, but that's just like a starting point. You need to discover what works even better based off of that for yourself and your circumstances are going to be completely different than mine. But if we're able to help you out with that and provide you some sort of information and our own perspectives and insight, you can take those pieces and make it your own. Basically. That's what, that's what I'm here for. That's what we're here for. You know? Hell yeah. Mic drop. Boom. No, (laughs) but overall good talk. Grant, do you have any other questions that you want to talk about or? Yeah, dude, what's for breakfast? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I got to get my workout in before I eat, so. Right on, brother. Um, no, I think we had a great call. Like I said uh, awesome before, call. Chris, we miss you. Looking forward to seeing how the move wrapped up. And uh, thank you, Tony, for putting that, that presentation together. Uh, 
like a half-ass one i'm sorry guys <laughs> no no dude it's 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 great it's simple it's you know it's foundational yeah for for you know people who are coming in who are used to you know i mean let's be honest did you pay that much attention in in health class in middle school <laughs> nah right exactly so like a lot of these a lot of folk don't recognize like the significance of like what is a calorie what is yeah. a protein what is a carbohydrate you know a lot of people don't even think about you know on a day-to-day basis just how little fiber they're actually getting you know you start your day and you have if i if i go and i eat eggs and some white toast with butter how many how much fiber have i had like almost zero you know, that's true. You have to start implementing, you know, broccoli and asparagus and cauliflower and these high fiber vegetables and stuff. Like me, one of my favorite things is like I have a my bread that I buy personally is Dave's killer bread and it's the 21 grain. And each slice, just in one slice, has like six, seven grams of fiber in it. And so like I don't feel as guilty for having a sandwich because I know like okay my sandwich is fiber packed. I've got yeah. turkey, I've got some cheese, I got some I got some mustard. I'm like, "Oh, it's a good fucking sandwich, man." <laughs> and uh, god damn it, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> that's some great. That's a good ass bread, bro. I got to get my workout in and then I Emperor's, can Emperor's new groove pacha. <laughs> oh yes, the meme. <laughs> we'll throw that meme on there in this video. <laughs> I'm about to share screen and look for it. I'm not going to do the Google search right now, but uh, yeah, dude, what I was going to say was what I should do is create like a nutrition for mental health masterclass of the sort where mm. it's like a PowerPoint presentation. Guys, I'm your teacher today. You know, I'm a professor, I'm professor Tony, and I'm here to help you out with your nutrition stuff. If I organize that, that will probably help a lot of people and in making it more organized than what we just talked about. And just into like some PowerPoint presentation where you can kind of go about, I don't know, I'm just brainstorming right now, but I think it would provide a lot of value to people. So, yeah, I mean, down the line, we could absolutely, you know, figure something out like that and go from there. I think people are going to have more and more questions. And like at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're just going to have to build our own little library of Alexandria to, (laughs) to be open to all these folk and, 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 you know, the, the live reforged youtube channel is going to be you know our own little video version of our library of alexandria and you know our facebook group is more face to face yeah face to face without faces where it's like you can come to ask us questions and stuff and we can try and address questions and go from there and you know maybe even get inspiration if somebody reaches out tomorrow and be like you can you talk a little bit about how fats work in the body? Yeah, absolutely. This, you know, next week we're going to talk about fats. Yeah. (laughs) And, and how fucking tasty they are. (laughs) The the tastiest macronutrient ever. And the the, most accursed. And the the differences between saturated and unsaturated, monosaturated, polysaturated. Yeah. We can go, we can go hard on those. Like, yes, sir. You know, lean proteins simple carbohydrates and complex carbohydrates the list goes on like what happens to carbohydrates in my blood and stuff like that and and uh like that's the thing is like the human body is a fucking miracle in itself it is it has got a lot of shit going on and at the end of the day we got to fuel that that complex machine and we just we just got to figure it out um oh yeah everybody's different most people need the same kind of fuel and other people need different kinds of fuel you know some people can't eat my bread yeah i know yeah that's like and it's like that's just it's it's i i I pity them but i hope they find a different alternative that that satisfies them and 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 fuels their their body um but yeah man that's that's all i got for today sweet sweet same here you want to close it absolutely man we appreciate everybody coming in today and uh, taking a glance we appreciate you for for attending we appreciate you for paying attention and we here at the mood lifters we got one last question for you have you lifted your mood today yes sir yeah (laughs) yeah i want to thank you guys for watching this i just want to let you guys know i'm going to be out 
to a wedding next week, so there won't be a show next week. I'll try to do a live before I fly out. I'll let you know if I can do that. But yeah, no show next week, but we'll be back and ready to ready for action. And I think Chris will be back and ready for action as well. So it'll be a really jam-packed and fun episode going forward. But ultimately, I just wanted to thank you all for watching this. It means a lot that you guys are watching this. I hope you found some value in this episode. And if you guys have any questions, reach out to me at LiveReForged, or you can email me, do, do whatever you have to do to just reach out. Um, I'm here for you guys. I'll try to respond as quick as possible, even if I'm flying around and things like that. So with that, guys, I want to thank you for watching, and we will see you in the next one. Be well. All right, guys, I want to thank you all for watching this week's Mood Lifters show. Like, subscribe, share. If you're on Spotify, show some love by leaving us a review, telling others about our show. Our goal is to help millions exercise to battle depression and anxiety. And we can't do that alone. We would love for you to be a part of this journey as well. In addition to that, guys, we have a private Discord group that you can join. And this Discord group is an accountability group to help you on your journey. And if you're interested, check the show notes below. We got that for you. Lastly, as you know, we have products that help you on your journey. We have a pre-workout and sleep supplement designed to help you on your fitness for mental health journey. And if you guys are interested in those, head on over to amazon.com slash reforged or check the show notes below for direct links. And with that, guys, thanks for watching and we will see you in the next one. Peace.